Hello and welcome to the first episode of Training to Endure. So today we're going to briefly go over why I've started this podcast um, and then I guess explore my own journey into endurance, um, what it's kind of given me and, and my current goals um, and then in the future I'll be joined by other guests as well. So I guess the first question is why start a podcast? Now I did start a podcast before, um, a very brief stint in podcasting uh, before I decided to sack it in. That was basically because I, I mean, I started in COVID and then the life went back to a shade of normality, which meant that I couldn't continue it while working. I mean, to be honest, I probably could have continued it, but I just chose to put my effort into actually earning some money because throughout the whole of COVID, I didn't earn anything. Um, so that kind of took priority. Now, I guess the focus on on starting a podcast again is is kind of twofold. Firstly, I wanted to have conversations with people who were like-minded, who had, you know, had or do... Um, endurance-based activities and begin to explore uh you know what they do why they do it uh, and how they train towards it so how they train both in a physical sense and also a, a psychological sense to do these huge feats of endurance um and to achieve these phenomenal things um i think the the training side of things is always you know looked into quite a lot but actually the psychological component of this has huge value as well and and that's something I'll go into with my own journey in a bit but I guess that's the 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 kind of reason that I've started this now another reason is that actually I wanted to have some and you know produce some longer form content I enjoy producing um and kind of engaging in conversations like long conversations i enjoy watching them i think they add a huge amount of value to to people in general um and i'm a bit sick and tired of like all the instagram tiktok bullshit where it is 15 seconds of shite and then it's gone um i wanted to have like really good deep conversations with people um and i guess like naturally i thought podcasting would be a great way to do that so hence the reason i have started this podcast um so what does the the podcast aim to do well firstly it aims to have uh, conversations like good conversations with different and interesting people it looks to explore their their mindset into training and into um, how they physically and mentally deal with the arduous task of training for an, uh, an endurance event, but also it begins to look at endurance as a whole. Uh, what I want to do is not just stick to the typical, you know, running Ironman kind of events. I want to look at other ones um, as well. Now, that might not be something that, I can explore too 
immediately, mainly because I'm a running coach. So most people that I have contact with um, are mainly runners or cyclists or things like that. However, in the future, my aim is to begin looking outside of that, begin looking into other realms of endurance, whether that's walking, um, whether that is mountaineering, climbing, whether that is rowing. Uh, I think, you know, there's a lot that you can look into and the aim is to kind of explore that. Um, as much as it is to look at the physical, it's uh, I've kind of said this before, it's to look at the the mental as well, because I know from my personal perspective, I've gained a huge amount mentally out, you know, from pushing myself physically. And I think there is such like a strong connection between the two. And pushing yourself physically gives you com- confidence in what you can do. Um like psychologically which then allows you to push yourself in other areas of life so really beginning to explore the minds of people who engage in endurance style activities is also something that really interests me and i think a lot of other people as well so if we can do both then that is kind of those boxes ticked who is this podcast for well anyone that has any interest in pushing themselves further in endurance style activities in good conversation in self-development because I think again people that engage in these kind of uh, pursuits want to further themselves physically mentally or an element of both so being you know with that being such a an underlying theme I think anyone who has interest in that can take parts of it uh, apply it to the area they see fit and and you know be successful with it um i think from my perspective and from the people that i've spoken to before you know there there are common themes that run the whole way through and and they those kind of lessons and themes can be um put into multiple contexts so it doesn't have to be just someone who is interested in endurance per se i think a lot of people can take value from these conversations and a lot of people can apply these lessons into their own life if they want you know to get more out of life to to achieve more if they want to push themselves out of their comfort zone if they want to to get a little bit further if that applies to you then you know you're in the right place um this podcast is probably going to be for you so i guess the the best way to start is talk about my own personal journey now i played rugby for many years uh from school age all the way through to university i then after leaving university uh went down a bit more of a powerlifting and strongman route got very out of shape I was strong but I was fat um and I kind of went through a bit of a period of my life where my life I guess got a bit turned upside down at the end of a relationship and I came back from that pretty pretty broken pretty hurt and not really knowing who I was what I wanted to do um and I guess I was a bit lost to be honest uh from there, I went into working in a, in a gym and it very quickly became apparent 
that I was the fat PT. Um, you know, I went into this environment where every single person that was there was in good shape. I was the one who wasn't. And I think previously where I had hidden or told myself that I could get away with being the fat guy because I was strong, that very quickly got blown out of the water when there were guys there who were lifting just as much weight as me, um, if not stronger than me, and they were 20 kilos lighter. So very quickly I realized I needed to sort my shit out, which I did through a combination of like regular exercise, through walking more because I was much more active, and also just through diet, basically not eating like a bell end, not chopping 12 pints a night or, or, you know, the basic stuff that the, the stuff I knew, like I'd done a nutrition degree, I'd done a, I had the knowledge, but I just somehow had convinced myself that, you know, I, I don't really know. I, I somehow just convinced myself that actually being bigger and stronger was what I wanted to to kind of do. I guess that was a bit of a mask for me. But anyway, moving from that, I was personal training people and a friend of mine reached out after watching the SAS Who Dares Wins program. And I think on the first, I think it was the first series they did, the fan dance, which is um, part of the initial phase of training for the SAS. And at the end of the kind of hills phase, they do this march over the Brecon Beacons um, over Penny Fan. And it's about 24 kilometer route. You go up and back. And that is the the fan dance, essentially. It's a loaded march. And he said he wanted to do it. It was was buzzing off off watching SAS Who Dares Wins and kind of had researched it and found that there was a, a race that did that. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll train you. And then I was like, actually, do you know what? Why don't I give that a go as well? Um, it would be a challenge. Another friend of mine also heard we were doing it. He jumped on board. And actually, ironically, the guy who originally suggested it um, didn't end up doing it. So it was just me and this other guy this other friend of mine who ended up doing it and I guess that was my first entry into running now I'd run a bit before I had you know trained for rugby so I'd done I was you know I had had fitness before I'd done an element of running uh through that when I was younger I did a bit of running whether that was just doing 5k's here and there we i remember there was a, a five mile route we used to do in the summer um so yeah i guess i just began kind of training for this run um which just meant i just began running a bit more i was still doing all my other workouts so i was just adding some running elements in um and i actually remember the kind of last long run before the event I ended up doing, I think it was like 20 miles uh, in boots on a ridiculously hot day um, because I wanted to run further and do something equally as hard just to make sure I was kind of mentally ready for it. Anyway, so turn up on the day um, and we do 
the the fan dance and for anyone who's ever been up to the Brecon Beacons and, and been on Penny Fan, you'll know how fantastic the views are. I mean, I'd never experienced anything like it really. And actually it was a really misty start to the day as we went up and literally as we got to the top and it went over to Jacob's Ladder, which is the kind of downhill section, the the kind of mist and the fog had cleared and we just had this beautiful sunshine um, that kind of just lit up the whole valley and it was absolutely spectacular. And I guess that was kind of the first entry level into trail running and doing those style of events and you know a constant theme for me has been getting into nature has been exploring that and experience that kind of connection with it and traveling through it so at the end of the fan dance which actually on reflection wasn't as hard as I'd kind of made it out to be psychologically um and and ironically the the week before where I'd done that horrible run um on my own was the harder was was harder than the actual fan dance itself but i think a big big part of that was that i had built this thing up in my head as being so incredibly difficult and then when i actually went and completed it i was like okay yeah that was tough that was hard but i could do more like i I feel okay. I've recovered. I, I can actually push myself further. And that was kind of one of the things that stuck in my head. And I guess that's been a constant theme through, through my running, uh, career per se. I have constantly achieved things which I didn't think possible or perceived as being exceptionally difficult. And then I've always kind of thought, actually I've got a little bit more I can push a little bit harder and at times that has been the case at times you know I've not finished races so and I guess this is probably something that you will see with people that complete these endurance events is that it's almost like constantly pushing the boundaries of what's possible for you as as an individual and I think for me, as someone who had kind of been through a bit of a rough patch um, in their life and then found myself doing these events, completing them and achieving and pushing myself further, that then had, in, you know, an incredible effect upon what I could do career-wise, what I could do in my own life because I was like well if I can go and achieve you know that event that run then why can't I do something else we place these perceptions of what's possible upon ourselves and then when we overcome them when we go past them actually that's a really powerful thing you know when you when you push past your expectations then your expectations become a little bit higher and then your understanding of what you're capable of becomes a little bit higher. So you can push further and further and whether that's in an event or whether that's outside of event. And I think the two, you know, have such a, a translation with each other. Now the kind of other side of this whole story and the underlying element of it 
which probably like helped with that element of confidence is actually the the time on my feet out running exploring was headspace and I wouldn't say I've ever struggled with depression so I can't say what that's like but I would say that I have had times I've been very difficult because my head has been so busy and because my brain has been moving so fast um and then when I found running and I found this in other endurance sports you know walking and cycling as well you find you kind of just find a little bit of peace and a little bit of time to actually sit in your thoughts and think them through and, and work through the process whenever I you know feel like I need the answer to something or I or I'm struggling with a problem now I know that going out for a walk can often help me come to the conclusion that I need to on said problem. And I think that was the first time ever or in a long time where actually I just had that ability to sit with my thoughts and work them through. Now, as someone who was struggling with a sense of purpose, a sense of Com, you know self-confidence um I struggled with self-belief a lot and even to the you know I, I wasn't I don't really know how to explain this uh self-compassion is a good word I didn't love myself I didn't think a lot of myself I wasn't proud of who I was and actually over a period of time I began to build that like I began to connect with who I was, what I enjoyed, what I valued, what was important to me. Um, I began to celebrate my wins. I began to actually think, you know what, you've you've done something great. You've you've achieved something that's awesome. Whereas before those those voices in my head had been very negative, I then found a space where they were not so negative and I could actually be proud of what I was doing and what I was accomplishing. And actually this, I've just had a bit of a, a brainwave into why, you know, I think I'm very achievement driven, which has been a result of me feeling like I didn't achieve a lot when I was younger and I didn't push myself and I didn't, fulfill my potential per se so I think when I found something which actually allowed me to do that a little bit more to explore that to achieve to push myself forward then I actually grabbed onto that and began to use that as fuel to the fire and began in my own head to feel like I had done something good and I and I was succeeding and I was being successful. Now that then has translation across to what I could do outside of that with my own business, with, you know, all areas of my life from love life to relationship with family, to quit and drink. Um, all these different areas began to kind of like slot into place. And it was only when I started running 
that I really felt like I had a bit of control and I could move the needle forwards in what I wanted to do and what I wanted to achieve and even begin to understand what that was. So that was kind of how I got into the endurance side of things and and what I really got out of it. Um, and from there, it's just been kind of an accumulation of events, I guess. Um, I started with a marathon, which was Brighton Marathon. I then did a two-day ultramarathon where I ran 50K one day, 50K the next. That following winter, I actually ran a longer ultramarathon, which was about 75 kilometers in Dorset. That one I didn't end up doing, and I only ended up running 65 kilometers. Uh, I basically got timed out because I wasn't fit enough. I hadn't trained hard enough, um, and I had gone into it with some pretty naive expectations. Luckily, it's all a learning curve, and I actually managed to go back the following year and complete that. Uh, just before I went back and completed that, I did an eight-hour challenge where you just ran in a six-and-a-half, uh, I think it was a six-kilometer loop for eight hours. So I managed to rack up 60K in that time. Um, from there, I... I think I didn't think oh no that from there I think it was COVID um I then ended up doing an 85 kilometer run with a friend of mine we did that self-supported so we didn't there were no aid stations it wasn't a race we were it was basically a training run for something that he was doing um from there I entered another marathon which I did which kind of brings us up to now, really. Actually, and, and after the, the marathon, I did another ultra marathon, which was a 50k one. But anyway, so that brings us all the way up to this point. And I knew the next year I wanted to run 100 kilometers. And I had the race to the stones in mind. If you remember that race I did where it was 50k one day, 50k the next that was race to the stones. That was one option you could do. The second option is to run hundred K through straight. So originally I was thinking, do you know what? I'll go back, do the full thing, tick that box and then done. However, I had a conversation with a friend of mine and the other race I'd been looking at was the UTS 100, which is ultra trail Snowdonia 100. Now that is a hard, hard race. Um, 100 kilometers is a long way at the best of times, but when you're running over the Welsh mountains, it makes it a bit harder, doesn't it? So to put it into perspective, the 85 kilometer race or run that I did before with a friend of mine, that took us 15 and a half hours, and that was 1,500 meters of elevation. The UTS 100 is 100 kilometers with 6,500 meters of elevation. So it's hilly basically um so that kind of brings us up to here and it is today the 12th of december and yeah i am in training for the uts 100 so i guess over the course of the kind of following um 
over the course of the the following podcast, I will from time to time be talking about my own journey and how that is working out. And I will also be putting a fair amount of content on YouTube as well, following me in this process. So you can follow on here. You can also follow online uh, on YouTube. Um, so you kind of have some options if if you if that does interest you. To be honest, this race scares the shit out of me because it's just, I guess it's the next big thing, isn't it? It's whenever you're doing something which you don't fully know is going to be achievable. I haven't done anything this long in a very long time. And although the distance I know I've got in my legs, the prospect of doing that much elevation is quite frankly, very scary. But I am fitter and have got a lot more experience and knowledge than where I was a few years ago. So I'm looking forward to putting it to the test. It's going to be a, a tough kind of five, six months of training, but I'm sure it will all be worthwhile in the end. So yeah, that is the podcast for today. A brief introduction of what I aim to do, uh, why I'm doing it, and also my own journey. If you know of someone whose story you'd like me to explore, then please let me know. If you have suggestions for topics to cover or you have particular, I don't know, races or things like that that you think would be useful to cover, then likewise, I'm open to suggestions. Let me know um, through Instagram. You can find me at Ollie W. McCarthy um email ollie at mccarthysf.com or if you want to comment on youtube or on your uh podcasting um what is it contributor of choice is that the right word however you're listening to this podcast if you send a message through there do so i'm not even sure if it's a thing i think probably right now is a good place to end otherwise i'm going to end up rambling Right, that is the first episode done. We have four episodes or so recorded. So they, they're going to come out after this one um, in the first series. So if you want to stay up to date with this, then make sure you subscribe, make sure you give it a like, uh, comment on it. And yeah, let us know how you find the episode. That is me, Ollie Mac, out.